alternative rock, abstract hip-hop, folk-infused hip-hop, stoner rap, whatever you call this thing, call it brilliant. It hit number 10 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in April of 1994. It was number one in Norway, of all places, and it hit the top 10 throughout various countries in the world. Australia, Canada, New Zealand, just to name a few. It was ranked first place in the 1994 Village Voice Paz and Jop Critics Poll. Rolling Stone ranked it 203 on their 2004 list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. A lot of numbers here. (laughs) And Pitchfork Media and VH1 included this on their greatest songs lists. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Loser by the one and only Beck. I thought it was time to do a random deep dive. I haven't done one of these in forever. I think it was April the last time I did one, maybe even March. And you know what? I have such an extensive list of songs, artists, things I want to cover. I simply can't go without talking about these brilliant creations, these brilliant talents, right? I have to go into the the brilliance of it all. I'm probably going to use that word a lot because this is brilliant Beck. I always have these ridiculous nicknames for these artists I love, and Beck is no exception. And yes, random deep dive time it is. I just wrapped up Queen's third album, Sheer Heart Attack. And before I dive, <laughs> I dive into the next album, which is massively important. I need to get my head around it. I need to refresh my brain about all these facts that I've probably forgotten about the importance of that thing. And I just, I don't want to do it yet until I'm ready. So it's going to take me some time. And I figured, hey, why not talk about something else in the meantime? Change it up. We're doing Beck. Back to Beck. How do I explain my love for this man's creations and what he's done? First of all, this is the song that people think of when they think of Beck, and for good reason. But my discovery with Beck does not go back that far, and I am embarrassed to say that. It's not like I didn't know who he was. I knew Beck was quirky and odd, and I knew he'd done this song, but Beck is not really a mainstream artist. He floats around, I was going to say in the stratosphere, because that's actually one of his songs, (laughs) but he floats around out there and he pops up in the weirdest places. The soundtrack for Nacho Libre. Did you guys know that? That he contributed to the soundtrack on Nacho Libre with Jack Black, and it's I, I had no idea. And my husband, we're watching the movie and my, my hubby goes, that sounds like Beck. That sounds like a Beck song. And I was like, what? You know, you're right. And I looked it up and sure enough, <laughs> of all places, Beck is kind of everywhere. It's like Kevin Bacon, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I swear you could take any artist and connect them to Beck in seven degrees or less. Beck has been around forever. I mean, obviously, Loser was 1993, 1994. It's been around for a long time. So he has been involved in a lot of different projects and collaborations and done so many different things in addition to his own solo projects, which are just 
incredible pieces of art. But I love him. If I was going to collaborate with anyone, Beck would be at the top of my list. Even though my music is so far removed from pretty much anything he's done, that is one of the reasons I'm so fascinated by it, because he is so imaginative and thinks outside the box and goes outside the box. He's not just like, we're going to think about this. We're just going to do it. And I swear he doesn't even realize how experimental those things are. It's just Beck. It's just how he works. I've seen him do countless interviews. I've listened to his talks when he's performed these small venues and he'll go into these stories about the places he's been and the people he's he's talked with and performed with. And he's been all over the place. He's an eclectic guy and I love him. I love him. He's great. So how did I discover him? It was a few years ago and his album, Morning Phase, had won that Grammy, which was amazing, right? It beat out some pretty well-known albums that year that were expected to win. And, and against all odds, he won. And it was this amazing thing. And I'd read about that album and how it was a really mellow, dreamy folk album. And knowing Beck was kind of quirky and out there a little bit, and I have no idea why I didn't think about diving into him earlier because I'm all about quirky and out of left field. But for some reason, I thought he was just too far removed from the typical genres of music for me to get into it. So I kind of just subconsciously avoided Beck for a long time. But I thought if I'm going to get into Beck, this might be a good time because I knew that the album had some more relaxing sort of soft music appeal. And I thought I might really like it. And sure enough, when I bought it, I fell in love with Morning Phase. And I thought, this is, this is great. I loved his voice, the instrumentations, the melodies, the richness of the sound. It became one of my favorite albums that year when I bought it. It was really, really high at the top, if not the top. I buy a lot of albums every year. And that one stuck with me. So I started to explore and his album Colors came out, fell in love with it. Wow was like the best thing ever. You guys, I listened to his song Wow. I don't know how many times. This is why I love my iPod because it tells me the number of plays I have. But I think it was 170 something plays the year that it came out. It was far and away the song I listened to more than any other that year. There's actually a triad of songs on that album <laughs> that I listened to more than anything else. I think it was Dreams, the colors mix, because that precedes Wow, and then it was Wow, and then the track after that is Up All Night. So those three tracks I listened to over and over again, especially while I was running, but Wow was far and away the one I listened to the most. So Beck became this huge thing for me almost overnight, and I bought all his all his albums. I still don't have a few of the lesser known independent ones. I got to go get them. But I have all of his major studio albums and I just, I've fallen in love with all of them. They're so diverse. They're so different. But this loser, I'm not calling Beck a loser. I'm talking about the song Loser is where it all started. Beck is the son of visual artist B.B. Hansen. And so he took her surname and Canadian arranger, composer, and conductor David Campbell. He grew up in LA in a declining neighborhood by Hollywood Boulevard, and he was often the only white kid in predominantly Latino communities. So he had a lot of friends. 
he did a lot of different things in the community. He lived in different places. He snuck into school to further his education. He was homeless for a time. He went to New York for a while during the anti-folk scene, went back to LA. And all the while, he just kept exploring music, learning guitar, performing, and doing these odd jobs, sometimes for next to nothing when it came to pay. And he just kept going. Loser. Interesting story, how it all came about. It was before he signed any kind of major record deal. What is this song? Why is it so cool? Sitar. Slide guitar. This shuffling drumbeat. And Beck's distinctive old soul rap that is so uncool that it is cool. Going on about nonsensical stuff that seems to just mean nothing. This is what Loser is and it's all we need. It's all we need. The lyrics soy un perdedor mean I am a loser. Spot on. <laughs> Beck's quote unquote rapping was so bad, he went as far down a self-deprecating road as you can go, calling himself a loser, and why don't you kill me? It's self-mockery at its absolute finest. And, and this song just kind of came out of nowhere. It was recorded in six and a half hours in 1992. So long time ago. I wasn't even a teenager in 92. It was written pretty spontaneously, but Beck had ideas going back years for this. And at the time he did this song, he was almost entirely unknown when he wrote and recorded this with record producer Carl Stevenson. After it was done in this furiously fast-paced session, it had a very limited release with only 500 copies pressed, but it received surprising airplay starting in LA and then Seattle and then New York. And the release of the song ultimately resulted in Beck signing to major record label Geffen. This is surprising because he was very anti-label. He wasn't keen on the idea of being with any kind of major entity. But I think it's worked out pretty well for him when you look at his catalog and the collaborations and everything that he's done. Beck's thoughts about this song, he thought it was mediocre and never expected it to go anywhere. In retrospect, he wasn't keen on the way the world perceived him after the song hit the big time either because a lot of people, especially the music press, referred to him as a slacker. This was like the Generation X anthem. If you're not familiar with that, Gen X was said to be really lazy, lack of motivation, etc. And he sort of defined that generation with this song, Loser, in a way, but that wasn't really his intention. He was even approached to include the song on the soundtrack for Dumb and Dumber. And he declined <laughs> because he was thinking, oh my gosh, it's come to this. People actually think there's no substance to me all because of Loser. He isn't entirely sure where the inspiration for it came from or what it all means. He did have ideas over the years, but it, it's all kind of a blur. But the idea for spontaneous lyrics and the quirky performance was something that he did a lot to keep indifferent audiences engaged when he'd perform at coffee houses, clubs, anywhere. So he was a genius when it came to 
making jokes, singing things on the fly, kind of quirky, kind of eclectic, and it just worked out. Now, the guy he worked with to make Loser, the producer, Carl Stevenson, wishes the song wasn't so negative. I found this little gem of a quote where he said, I feel bad about it. It's not Beck the person, it's the words. I just wish I could have been more of a positive influence. Now, apparently, Carl and Beck had a little bit of a falling out after the success of Loser and Carl's feelings behind this, based on what I just said, is that he... He, he thinks it's a little bit too negative. And I think this goes back to Beck having the same sentiment around it that, you know, this was just something that happened. And maybe the fact that it does sound so slacker isn't such a good thing. It took a long time for Beck to convince many that he wasn't just a slacker or a loser, that he had a lot more to say. And I think there's a lot of people who still perceive him as the guy who's a loser or the guy who wrote Loser. So it's funny that I'm talking about this song today because there's so much more to Beck than this one facet. But this is where it all started. So that's why we're going into this. And and this is the song that I think surprised me the most because yes, I discovered Beck through Morning Phase, but I'd actually heard Loser for the first time in full shortly before I listened to that whole album. And I think it was, you know what? I finally remembered the reason that I dove into Loser in the first place. I was looking at Jimmy Simpson. He's an actor. I was looking at Jimmy Simpson's Instagram, I think it was. And for a while, he was posting these snippets of video with songs. And he posted a shot of his dog hanging out the window with Loser playing. And I think it was in slow motion. And it was such a cute clip and it was done so cleverly that I thought, you know what? I'm just going to listen to Loser entirely. I'm just going to listen to it. And so finally, I listened to the whole thing for the first time in my entire life. And I was ultimately very impressed with the song. It took me over 20 years to realize just how epic this song is. It's been almost 30 years. Wow. I was certainly no stranger to it. And I knew Beck was an odd dude. Yes. But in his case, odd equals brilliant. So diversely talented and incredibly intelligent. Bonus, this song mentions Cheese Whiz. Hey. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk about Loser in more depth today. The song's break actually contains a sample from the film Kill the Moonlight. It's a line of dialogue that goes, I'm a driver, I'm a winner, things are going to change, I can feel it. I think that's actually the clip that Jimmy Simpson put with his dog, that little moment right there with that quote. And this is a glimpse of silver lining, though it might prove fruitless as Beck continues to lament about being a loser. I just, I find it interesting that they chose or he chose that little quote of dialogue because it's, it's a, a major shift from the entire rest of the song, which is... Again, it's very nonsensical, but there are moments that are pretty just bleh on myself (laughs) and laziness. But it's interesting because there's nothing lazy about the lyrics. They're all very clever. Plastic eyeballs, spray paint the vegetables, dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. I mean, none of this makes any sense, but it's so clever. Who thinks about half these words even? It's just incredible where he goes with the rhyming and the words. This is folk, but it's rap. It's all so interesting. The structure of this song, 
the way it takes all of these genres. Remember, I was talking about this kind of folksy rap thing. It takes all of these genres and smashes them all together. And, and then they just explode out into this thing that seemingly makes no sense. But it's perfect. In that moment, when this song came out, it was different. It was weird. It was unique. And people sat up and listened. For better or for worse, people knew this song and they either kind of loved it or hated it. I wasn't in the hate camp. I was just in the ignorant camp. I didn't understand what this was about. I didn't get it. I wasn't into grunge. I wasn't really into alternative music, which was starting to, to make, make a scene on the scene. I just, this wasn't my cup of tea at all. I was still into very melodic things and dance things and such. And this was nothing like any of that. And at the time, I also didn't listen to a lot of songs done by guys. I, I can't really explain why. I just, I loved the, the ladies that could belt it out. That was totally my thing. And that's what attracted me from a musical standpoint. I just didn't like things that were a little bit edgy or sung by the dudes. And now I love hearing guys sing. And this is one of those songs that just made a mark in so many people's lives and in my life and totally, totally blew me away. What gets me is the number of times I've heard this and I still haven't memorized it. Yes, there are moments I know well, getting crazy with the cheese whiz, that's one of them, but I've yet to get the whole thing nailed and that's what keeps me coming back. Beck's genius, random lyrics, make the replay quality of this off the chart because everybody knows the chorus. So I I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Wow, I did not sing that well today, <laughs> but you get the point. Everybody knows the chorus, but there's so much going on in the verses. I mean, the rerun shows and the cocaine nose job, the daytime crap of the folk singer slob. And my time is a piece of wax falling on a termite who's choking on the splinters. That, that is another moment I actually know. <laughs> so many lyrics here that just, they make no sense and it's absolutely perfect. And can we talk about the sitar? That sitar is one of the most unique moments in any kind of genre ever. I mean, how, how often do you hear a sitar in a song that is a folk rap? How often do you hear folk rap? Never, at least nobody that goes anywhere near mainstream. And yeah, even though Beck isn't mainstream, he's in the stream. He's just floating through it everywhere. Like I said, he's done collaborations. He's done soundtracks. He's worked with all kinds of people and done all kinds of things. I, didn't he release an album that was just sheet music? I mean, this guy is incredibly imaginative and clever and intelligent. I love him. And Loser is just a tiny little facet of the amazingness that Beck brings to the table. And that slide guitar riff that we hear over and over again, apparently it was just something that Beck played for Carl when they were working on this together. And Carl was like, dude, that's great. I'm gonna use that. And I don't know if he literally said that, but obviously he must've loved it because he threw it in there and it became this hook 
Because guys, the song doesn't variate in melody. It's the same thing over and over again. We got that sitar. It doesn't change. The drum beat doesn't change. That, that slide guitar riff is there. It's like a constant. There's a little bit of bass that's kind of funky in the background, but there's nothing, there's nothing impressive about anything here. There's nothing about it but there's everything about it. That's why I love it. That's what makes it so good is someone can take something that is just the same thing and make it so interesting that you can go back and listen to it a thousand times and you still don't know every single lyric. Maybe that's just me, but the replay quality of this is off the charts and it's incredible and I love this song. And I think despite the fact that this song gave Becca a reputation of being really lax and overly chill, et cetera. It presents this facet of his personality that's so odd and quirky that you kind of can't help yourself. And you want to dive in and learn more about the man and learn more about his music at the same time. I have discovered so many emotions through his work because he doesn't, he doesn't play by the rules. There's no boundaries when it comes to what he's doing on an album. His albums are incredibly cohesive. You listen to one all the way through and it has a very defined style. It has a very defined mood. But the fact that he goes from really relaxed folk with Morning Phase and his previous album, Sea Change, which was so monumentally eye-opening from a creative standpoint, but then you go to Guero or The Information, Colors, or Hyperspace, which is his most recent one. I, I mean, there's, there's so many different things that he does. And I hope he never stops. I, I've loved everything he's done. I actually got to watch him perform Loser, as well as a bunch of other songs from his massive catalog at a performance. I think it was at Capitol Records. This was right before 2020. And he did this performance for this very small group of people. It was this one-off live performance that was never aired or saved on the YouTube channel, and I managed to catch it right when it started. So I got to see this gem of a performance that was live, streamed live, and he's so good on stage. He's just relaxed and chill. It's like he's talking to you as a friend when he interacts with the whole audience. He's got this magic it quality that is difficult to describe, and it really does feel like He's on his own wavelength. And I think that's the best part about Loser is we get this feeling that once you know a little bit more about his personality, where he came from, his background, his influences, you understand that this is him just diving into this space of creativity and indulging in it, not because he is a slacker, but because he's so dedicated to capturing that vibe in that moment that there it is, completely manifested in front of you. And I find it funny watching earlier interviews of him from the mid-90s when Loser was huge. And there's this one I found, I should try to find it and link to it, where he is acting like a rebellious Gen X guy. You know, he's just, he picks up a shoe and throws it when he's asked a question. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, at least some of this had to have been scripted because I simply can't imagine this guy who's actually very well-spoken and quite thoughtful doing this without being told, okay, we want you to do this. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when he was younger, that was kind of his vibe, but I certainly don't get that now. Just a lot of different facets to Beck's personality and I love him. That is my love for Beck overall, but specifically Loser. If you haven't listened to Loser all the way through, just do it. 
I guarantee there's something about it that will catch you. You might even kind of go, what? It's like watching Napoleon Dynamite for the first time. And then you have to go back and watch it again. And every time you watch it, it gets weirder, but it also gets funnier. And I think Loser is a little bit like that, where you go back and listen to it multiple times and you just begin to realize that this is a work of art. It's very genius. It's catchy. It's fun. I mean, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Getting crazy with the cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. That little thing about the cheese whiz, why I keep bringing it up. When I was a teenager, I had one of my best friends over to my house and I was going through what was in the fridge if we wanted to snack and I saw the cheese whiz and for a reason I still can't explain, I got super excited and and enthusiastic about it. I picked up the jar and literally went, cheese whiz, because I I, I don't think, I, 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 I must not have known we had it or something and so I was all freaking out about it. And my best friend thought it was the funniest thing ever. So ergo, every time Cheese Whiz comes into a conversation, I always think of her and I always think of her laugh. And Cheese Whiz just has fond memories for me, which is terrible because it's an awful product. (laughs) But it is in Loser. Very cool. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Go listen to Loser. Check out some live performances. There are so many of them. Try to find one that's extended because Beck live is awesome. He does so many different things with his songs live. He will make up different versions on the fly with his band. It's it's phenomenal to watch them play live. He's something else. Go check out Loser, baby. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I've gone on a lot and I'm at this point, I'm just rambling. So Beck is awesome. One of my favorites. And for lots of reasons, I'll dive into some more tracks of his. I think there will be many, probably wow will be one of them, but this is all loser love. Go listen to loser. I almost said go listen to loser losers. (laughs) That's mean. Go listen to loser. Lovely people. and. This seems like a clash of artists to say this, but I have to because it's my sign off. (sighs) Keep yourselves alive.